When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. like our pregame here. Big Sills here for Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks here on the middle. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you stepping in with us. I like our little back and forth, though, man, you know? Bro, By the way, know, happy Ash Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, all right, so what are you giving up for, for Ash Wednesday? <laughs> nuh-uh. 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 My aunt watches this thing. My mom watches it. I'm not going where I went. No, no. <laughs> Not fair. Holy uh, cow, man. No. I'm giving a bubble gum. There, there, there you go. <laughs> no, hey, I'm giving – wait wait a minute. I'm giving up dropping the F-bomb. There you go. There you go. There you go. It's always a start, man. It's always a start, man. Oh, but, uh, thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Mud Senior Brooks, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, man. Hey, listen, tonight in South Philly, the debut of James Harden. I'll be is there. It must see, or is it not a big deal? I'm there. That's how must see it is. I will be in the building. Oh, you're 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 going. Yeah, I'm going, bro. I'm going. Oh, so you want to see this? So you're interested in what's going on with the Sixers now with the acquisition of James Harden here. This, this is must see for Barrett Brooks. Yes, sir. This is my first game uh, that I went to this year. You know, I I, I use it because you know I can just go. My office is right next door to our suite, like where we are in the building, where the, where our, um, everything is inside the Wells Fargo building, our studios, everything. So I just walk out of my office right across the hallway and the suite for NBC Sports Philadelphia is right there. So I can just walk in there. So I'm Dude, going you got to post, you got to at least send me a picture then. I got it, bro. I got you. Okay. Got send you. me one, man. I'm not like yeah. Harry. Just send me one, man. I mean, I, I'll respond <laughs> to you too. I like that when people are in the building and going to see uh sporting events and something like this. I mean, Barrett, is this the first game you've been to all year? First game I've been to all year. Is it because of Harden? Is that's, that's the main reason why it's because of Harden. I just want to see all the theatrics and everything of, uh, of him being on the court for the first time. You know, he was there, he rung the bell, you know, and it got blew out. Now he's coming back home. I got to see what he's going to do now. Playing against a team that he just played against, they'll have a game plan on him as far as, you know, trying to stop Embiid and him. I want to see what the NBA is going to do, try to formulate some type of, um, you know, defense to stop those two together. You know, this will be the first time they play back-to-back, a team that, you know, that they, you know, with those two playing together. So, I I I, I got to see this, you know. I, I got to see this is much watch in the building, uh, games. So you rang the bell. I've rang the bell before, yes. 
Yes, I've rang the bell, but he he when he first got the feeling when they first made the trade, he rang the bell. So I I, I gotta check it out now. You know, they, they received him with a warm welcome, but then they got waxed. So I want to see what they're gonna do this time. Here it is. Look at this, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, man. That was that was a that was that was a big time, man. Big time. I worked I worked once before when I first signed with NBC. We had a show called uh, Breakfast on Broad. Great show, man. It was uh from six to eight in the morning. Now that was a long haul, bro. Oh, Being yeah. up because I had to be at work at four o'clock. Oh, that's right. Four o'clock in the morning, man. Hey, dude, oh. I did morning drive for twenty five years. Get out of here. Get this. I did morning drive radio for twenty five years, and. You live like a vampire. Yep. You go to bed <laughs> like a child. And I mean, you go to bed like you're nine years old. I mean oh, seven o'clock, you go to bed, bro. Oh, dude, I'm I'm out, man. And you know, I can't go out and do sporting events at night. Nope. Can't go to the events because I gotta get up, like you said, at four o'clock in the morning for a six o'clock show. I'm in there pre-prepping, I'm talking, doing all the stuff on sound bites and stuff. And man, I did that for 20 like I I've told people. Like I haven't done morning drive in in probably two and a half years now. And it's just taken me to this time right now where my body got acclimated because I was like that for almost three decades. I did well, it like that. I mean, I, I I did more I was in Tampa for 15 and a half years um in one place doing morning drive like that. And then I went out to um San Diego down in Miami and I did it for like 25 years man it was such it was such a pain in the ass but the only advantage right after you did your show you got you it, do anything you wanted you got the whole day off right yeah the whole day you know what I'm saying <laughs> uh the only thing that did suck is number one Philadelphia sports sucked during that time period that I was there everybody was bad the Eagles were bad the uh Sixers were tanking the Flyers were bad you know um, it was just a bad, bad, you know, baseball sucked, you know, so it was, it was bad sports, but it was four of us on there. So we got it, you know, we got it together, man. But I can remember being my first show, bro. I might've said four words. No, I might've said 10 words the entire <laughs> week. And it was a two hour show. I might've said 10 words, man. I didn't talk at all, man. So it was crazy. My body got, once my body got acclimated to it, it kind of sucked because, like when you watch those late night games, man, or you got to watch a game that you know, like the Eagles playing in 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 you know Sunday night Forty Niners, that suck, man. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, we, completely, or, man. You're staying up, and or how about when you have to do remotes or something later on? You have to go to some place, and then you know you have to get up at four o'clock in the morning, and you can't stay late, and also, hey, you think it's going to be packed tonight at Wells Fargo, bro? It's going to be standing room only. Standing wow. room. Wow. Oh. When they get behind you, bro, this city, when they're behind you, they are behind you. And when they're against you, they're against you. But it's a double-edged sword. They will be in full force at the Wells Fargo. They'll be tailgating like it's a football game. Believe that. Believe that. How about this, Barrett? You know, some fan base – here, look. Los Angeles and Miami, in my opinion, man, if they're not good, they don't care. I yep. mean, they just don't care. They won't go. They have no engagement. You know, it's funny. When the Eagles were 2-5, and five, all of a sudden, I thought I felt, and I thought Xander did too because we both kind of commented. It's almost like this. Other oh, 2-5. and five. They suck. It kind of – the fan base kind of steps off the gas pedal a little bit. It's not that they don't care. 
But it's like they step off the gas pedal and there's not as much engagement. In cities like Los Angeles and Miami, dude, they're off the gas pedal. They don't <laughs> care. It, uh, unless it's good. It's, it's a fashionable. It's a trendy. Those two type of cities like that, I think even New York is a little bit like that. When you suck, you suck. No one really cares. So they the care, Sixers, too. again, have been good. But you yep. think this steps on the gas pedal more because there's no a nice, question. there's a nice shiny new lure in the room. And I, and I, and you know, it was really bad about that whole Embiid's um, um, Ben Simmons situation. They loved both of those guys, but I think Ben wanted to be the star. He just didn't have the physical. He has the physical attributes, but he just didn't have the mental capacity to win that city over. So they were like, you know, all right, we're we're out on you. But they they followed him. They they cheered for him. They wanted him to succeed so bad, bro. They always supported him until he pulled that, or I'm getting, I'm taking my basketball, I'm not coming back. And once they got on his bad side, it was over after that. Over. Over. I look at him now and I go, man, I'm not sure he's going to play at all until the end of the regular season and get into postseason. I mean, dude, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, you're a professional athlete. I mean, Look, I'm not going to play mental health doctor here. I'm just not. I, 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 I mean, I get that people have issues. We all have issues, man. You wake up in the morning, but I'm, when I'm making $500,000, that's going to make me feel awful good when I see that direct deposit. You okay. know what I'm saying, Barrett? Yes. When you okay. check your, when you check, hey, when you check your bank account and you hear deposit 500000 bucks, I'm pretty good. I'm, that's going to take me into a new room. You know, I'm going to feel know. good, man. I, I don't, don't know. know how this guy, I mean. Was he this? No, it it, it started. It started. Um, you know, he people would get on him because he wouldn't hone his craft. He wouldn't go out there and you know, instead of uh, going out there and getting better, working on your uh, inefficiencies, he was like, "Oh, I don't, I'm not worried about shoot. I don't need to shoot. I'm a defensive player of the year, or you know, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm a um, all defensive I, player. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have to worry about this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still an all star. You know, that was that was his remarks to everything." I'm always this. I don't have to work on that because I'm this. No, you got to work on what you're what you're not good at. That's what you have to work on. And his shooting game, he just not he just did not work on it. Like he'd send videos during the offseason of him shooting shooting, playing against guys in like LA fitness or something like that. You know what I mean? Not NBA caliber players. He'd just be out there shooting and he'd make them. But then he'd get in the game type situation. He might have made five threes his entire it, well, his entire basketball career, he's only made five threes in games. You I know think, what, Barrett? I think when we talk about superstar athletes, no, no matter what sport it is, if you don't work on yourself right, and understand that you have to put the work in and understand that once you make – I mean, how about this, Barrett? Like, when I made it to the NFL, I was more nervous than I ever had been in my life because the expectations were so high – Yep. How many times did you find yourself working out at 3 a.m. in the morning or find yourself running at 5.30 because you're getting ready for training camp and you're like, man, I don't know if I put enough road work in or I don't know if I put enough weight room that I put enough weight on. I mean, I was so worried always about like, hey, am I in good enough condition? Hey, that 12-minute run or these 16-110s. All these things, man, used to make me – and, and and like when I was in college, man, I was the strongest dude in the room. I, you know, I worked out hard. But when right, I got to the right. NFL, there was a nervousness because everybody in that whole room was doing the same shit I was doing. And I knew 
I had no advantage in that room with these NFL guys because there's someone out there working harder than you. When you see guys like Simmons, that's why my failures, I always look at a guy like Simmons. Dude, he's going to look in the mirror 10 years, 15 years, 20 years from now, and you know what he's going to say? Jesus, man, I led an opportunity that I had in my hand to be considered one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the NBA. I let down a city and organization. Maybe some guys don't look do that, but every day I look in the mirror, Barrett, and I go like this, man, how could I just do that? Right. How could I not be a better professional? I got knocked out of that league because of my immaturity and my lack of professionalism. How did I? It bugs me to this day. It bugs me to this day, Barrett. It really because does, you care man. about you care about you know your last name. You know what I'm saying? You know, silly old means something to you. So when people look back at you, man, man, how did I? Not only did I let myself down, but I let you know my pops down, my family yep. down. That's the way I think, man. So there were times I would get up at two in the morning and go run two miles because I knew nobody in the in in, in my hemisphere was doing that workout. They weren't doing that. And I used to think that was an edge, a gap, you know, and put me ahead of the curve as far as me making a team. That's what I used to, you know, that's what I used to do. You can control the intangibles, whether you're in shape, whether you know your playbook, whether you're giving max effort. You can't control your time or when they're going to put you in or if you're going to get injured or anything else. But you worry about the things you can control. And if you're not controlling those things, if you're not making yourself better at all times, you're never staying stagnant. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And Ben got worse at the end of his tenure here in Philadelphia. He got his free throw shooting got worse. His his shooting percentage got worse. His ability to go out there and be a dominant player at the end of games really became uh, uh you know evident during the playoffs because they would have to sit him down or you know take him out the game and put somebody in that could score because he was scared to get fouled because he couldn't shoot free throws. He was scared to take it to the cup. He couldn't shoot jumpers. And all I would do, whoever's defending him, as soon as he brought the ball past half court, they would sag off and go and double on Embiid. So his game got worse, even though he's an all-star. And that's what he used to fall back on. I'm an all-star. What are you talking about? I'm an all-star. It don't make a difference. I'm an all-star. Bro, you're not an all-star now. You're not an all-star now. You know, Dude, if your best the, highlights are in your rearview mirror, you're not looking know. at what's going on in front of you here. Exactly. By the way, Mom exactly. Brooks, morning to you. How you doing from St. Louis? <laughs> morning, Mom. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, Mom Brooks, I'll tell you this, too. They can tell you whatever they want about Compton. They can tell you whatever they want about South Philly. St. Louis, man, I'll tell you <laughs> what, man, that's a man city. You no can, question. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I've been there, Barrett, and you got to turn your ankles a few times to get ready, man. <laughs> yeah. You can't play around. I tell people all the time, man, where I, where I lived at, a place called Kenlock, man, it was not for the faint of heart, bro. It was hey. not. I was in a DSEG program, bro, that we used to get bussed out to the county. Uh, you know, I, my, I used to ride 45 minutes, 50 minutes every day to school and 50 minutes back from school every day just because it was so bad where I was. They put gates up. They put fence up um, in my neighborhood. You know, in the prize run from, they put like a, at least 12 foot gates up, a fence up to block those people in or block some people out. I don't know what it was, but it was crazy how bad it got, you know, where I'm from. Man. Crazy. Hey, man, Fifth Ward in Houston, Tom oh, Compton, what? all them places. St. Louis is right in that room with some of the sections. I've been there, man. I'm like, 
man, you better turn your ankle in that bitch, man, because they come <laughs> get you there. All right. There was a statement that was made by the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, paraphrasing this, and I want to – first thing that comes to your mind when I say this, Howie Roseman says that the Eagles have to take a risk. Fill in the blank there. I don't want to fill in the blank, man. <laughs> I really don't, man. It pisses me off, man. It pisses me off because none, none of these guys are worth What does that mean? It means that none of these guys – I'll say it again. None of these guys in the first round as quarterback position are quarterbacks that should be drafted in the first round. That's Correct. what that means. Correct. That's exactly what that means. Correct. So they're knowing what everybody else is knowing right now, that the, the first-rounders, quarterbacks – the first round grades of quarterbacks are, are are skewed a lot just because they're there does not mean that they should be there. Do you agree that the quarterback position is the most overvalued position when you look at the combines, which start tomorrow, and you look watch this a guy who's an offensive tackle, and I'm taking one through five, he gets a five grade. A quarterback who you look at is kind of good, you'll go like this. Well, he's the best quarterback of the bunch, so he's a five. And you're like, no, 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 no. Compared to that tackle I just saw, he's <laughs> right. a two. He's a two. And I think this is what happens when you overdraft these guys. The quarterbacks are the most overdrafted position players that go into the draft every year. How many years do we see all these busts that guys go, dude, or, or sometimes too, Barrett, maybe even underdrafted. Yep. Look at look at Justin Herbert. I think he went eleventh. Yep. Okay. Look at look at Patrick Mahomes. You know, if you had to redraft both these guys, these yep. guys are the first player taken in the draft. Baker Mayfield's not. Nope. And, and you know what? You you got. They, they, I find that you know GMs be looking like. All right, let, let me try. Let me, let me try these glasses. <laughs> no, 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 no. He look, he, look, he look better in these glasses here. Yeah. 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 Now I kind of see what you're talking about. I see he looks like he's he might be able to. I mean, he's close to doing. I mean, he's that this. No, he's not. You what you see is what you see. This is not a guy that should be drafted in the first round. This is a guy that you're going to make a first rounder simply because he's the best that they have this year. Sometimes you got to bite the bullet. And know that this is not your time to get a quarterback. Does you this know? comment scare you? Yes, it does. Yes, it does because I'm fine right now with 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 what we have a quarterback because any of those guys will be more of a product than Jalen Hurts going into the NFL. They will they will be worse than Jalen Hurts uh, is right now when they get into the NFL. I'm going to make a point to you about what you just said about the guys in the draft and some potential free agents. I threw this out yesterday on the afternoon show, and I was kind of half kidding that I said that Mitchell Trubisky is going to start somewhere in the NFL. And Sean McDermott came out today and said it'd be unrealistic for the Buffalo Bills to think that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be our number two quarterback. Came out publicly saying that. Brian Dable said the same thing in New York, that this kid is going to get an opportunity. And here's the why. 29 and 21 as a starting quarterback, 64 completion percentage. He's got over 10,000 passing yards in four years, 64 to 38 in touchdowns to interceptions, and he won a division title in the Aaron Rodgers division. 
that guy is going to get an opportunity to play somewhere and not just play somewhere, Barrett, but he's going to get an opportunity to start because I'll tell you why. The reclamation projects that we're now seeing, Ryan Tannehill is the greatest example of this. Shitty coaching will make some of these coaches go, man, Ryan Tannehill, like Joe Philbin, he had some of those idiots in Miami. I was down there covering Miami football, the Dolphins, and they stunk. He goes to Tennessee. He fits into a system. He gets better coaching. Do you know he's making $31 million a year? He makes twice the money Derrick Henry makes. Okay? He makes twice the money. Hit the mute button. Okay? He he makes he makes twice the money that Derrick Henry makes. So when you look around, you're going like this. Well, right. do you really think that you're getting good coaching in Chicago with any quarterback that's ever played there? No. How don't you do this? I look at your biscuit with better coaching. I saw a better quarterback when he went into Chicago in the offseason and the preseason. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then I look at Carson Wentz. Okay? So Chris Ballard, we're going to talk about him in a minute too. 3,600 yards. 27 touchdowns, seven picks, 94-4 quarterback rating. Barrett, they want to move off of that. You got Jalen Hurts in Philly. Jalen Hurts has nothing near these numbers. He's got nothing near these numbers. So my point point is, okay, you have to upgrade that position. Um, You know what? I agree with his numbers aren't where their numbers are, but I look at the production. Sometimes numbers get skewed because the production of what you guys, those guys are working under are is different from what Jalen Hurts was working with. You have a guy that has these high passing numbers, yet instead of losing means he's playing a lot of catch-up football and he's not getting the best the defense is trying to give them at the time. He's throwing more yards because he's out there trying to gain uh, points because they're losing so much. So, I see numbers are skewed like that, but when I look at it, he was nine and eight. Jalen Hurts was nine and eight, and Trubisky is twenty nine and twenty one. These are two winning quarterbacks, right? So when I look at when I look at Trubisky, Trubisky got drafted the number two pick in the draft. Somebody saw what he could do and liked what he could do. I can see him being a guy that's going to leave, a la you know Drew Brees. And come in and make a difference. I've seen guys leave organizations all the time. They didn't look good in this organization, but go over here, get the right coaching, get the right state of mind. It might have been too tough for him to live up to the expectations of being in Chicago. Some people are like that. Some people just don't have uh, the gonads that go in and, 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 and perform at that level because they're not used to the expectations that are put on them when they're in that situation. Look they at Brett Favre. Look at Brett Favre in Atlanta. Yep. People there always assume, Barrett, that Brett Favre has been a Packer his entire career. Right. <laughs> he started as a Falcon, and all those guys, Jerry Glanville and all those coaches down there, they thought he was a bum. Not for long, for. Remember yep. they kept yep. saying that? Yep. And yep. he turned out to be arguably one of the most electric quarterbacks in the history of the sport. He was must-see television. He goes to Green Bay, and he goes to Mike Holmgren and Andy Reid, for that matter, who was the quarterback coach there. He gets the proper coaching, and they turn him into Brett Favre. 
Exactly. So to me, if it's the, would you agree that the coaching? Oh, yeah, the I, NFL, I, put you, I put you even. I put you even better. That logo over your shoulder right there. How about when when uh when 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 um not Joe Montana but um Steve uh, Young. Steve Young was Great in comment. Tampa Bay. You know Great what I mean? comment. Steve Young sucked <laughs> with the Bucks. He sucked with the Bucks. He goes to Bill Walsh, and they completely, just absolutely elevate his game. They turn him into a Hall of Famer. Yep. Okay. So, would you agree that coaching matters more in the NFL than it does at the college level? That it absolutely does because these kids aren't getting coached the way they got coached back in the day. And I think the difference is you have to have a good coaching staff right now because of free agency. With free agency, they can't hide you like they used to hide you back in the day. Like, if people don't understand all those guys who played with the Washington football team back in the day, the original Hogs, they didn't come out just balling like that. They were set aside and, 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 and nurtured and, 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 and coached for years before they came out and became the Hogs. You know what I mean? They, they were put aside because free agency back then, you couldn't just leave when you wanted to leave. They could hide you on the team for years, and all of a sudden, you know, you know, it almost like they they rolled them out like they rolled dice, man. They're like, boom, all right, this guy goes down. Here's somebody exactly like him who had the same coaching, plays exactly the same because he's been in the system so long, and they can hide him behind people for so long. You can't do that now because with free agency, you know, you got to either hit it or you're out of there. You know what I'm saying? So it's different. You have to have a great coaching staff that can get you going from the start. They have no time for grooming you these days. You either take this constructive criticism and this coaching right now, and and or or you're out of there. So this is this is a point in in these young guys' careers where they have to get going in the right direction fast. They don't have time to sit back and think about it. Your time to think about it is over with. You just got to go out there and play or, or or go home, man. How about this? Can you believe that Russ Grimm and Mark May played on the same line at Pitt? I mean. <laughs> Right. Those two dudes played on the same line. You know, when I when I was coming out of high school and going into college, Pittsburgh was the number one place when it came to um, getting offensive linemen. Mark, yep. I mean, that guy, Jim Sweeney, uh, Jimbo Colvert, yep. uh, Russ Grimm, Mark May, Bill Fralick. That Dude, is crazy, isn't it? it? They had all – and they were all in the same time frame. Right, and then and then you, then they're cranking out Tony Dorsett, yeah. <laughs> Dan Marino, Dan Marino, <laughs> right, Hugh Green, Ricky Jackson, right, right? Chris Dolman, dude, they had. I'm, I'm, it, where Aaron Donald is, people don't give the University of Pittsburgh enough credit for the no, Darrell no, no. Revis, all those yeah, athletes. Yeah. Pitt has produced some of the best players of all time, and I was really crazy to hear, you know, a couple of days ago that you told me that Russ Grimm. Was um was your coach? I got to tell oh, you a quick yeah, story, dude. dude. He's a maniac. And my cousin, Dave Pizzuli, backed up Bob Gullick in Cleveland. Right, played for the Browns forever. Then backed him up in the uh, back. Was played him as a backup with the Colts. And Russ and him, they're on a hunting trip, and he's hammered, and he's going like, "Hey, kid, meet." And I'm going like, what's the, he goes, me, I don't care what draft you're drafted in. I'll kick your ass from one end zone to the X end zone. And you won't know what the hell hit you. 
I'm going like, dude, I just, you know, I don't hate his name there. Yeah, how do you react to that? You know what I mean? I, I, no, I, I, well, because he's a veteran and he was a hog, and I was like this. Hey, is Dave there, man? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I would, you know, man. I I always had great respect for guys that you know put the time in, you know, built a legendary resume up. I was never going to disrespect. So he's talking shit to me, and he's all hammered, man. Going, I'll kill you from one end zone to the next, and I'm going, is Dave there, dude? <laughs> I I wasn't, man, going to get into that. Okay, so. So Howie says we got to take a risk. That, to me, means that they're going to go after Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. By the way, word is out of Houston today, this morning, Nick Casario, the general manager, has said that the Deshaun Watson is day-to-day, which means teams are calling and they're offering up right now trade packages for the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. Now, it's day-to-day. Doesn't that tell you, Barrett, that there's a line around the building right now that people are in the hunt here for this kid, even with the 22 pending cases against him? We'll call them cases. Oh, a lot you of them think are the pending, Eagles. Though. You think the Eagles are one of them? Well, a, a lot of those cases aren't pending because they've already been settled. With confidentiality agreements, you're correct. They settled the civil suits with some of them. Yeah, so – but yes, I we 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 counted up what at the very least fifteen teams, 15, in the 16 NL teams, right? Half the league almost that are needed are needed quarterbacks. Who has the capital to get them? The team that has the capital to give is the Eagles. The Eagles, uh, the, you know, Giants. the Jets, Giants, the Jets do, but they don't. They don't need the they have the quarterback. The Dolphins. You gotta have a multiple draft picks to even think about getting in the the uh, Deshaun Watson um, sweepstakes. Now, it's almost like you know he wouldn't be doing Howie Rose wouldn't be doing his job if he did not entertain at least at the very least two of those number ones to get him. Now, I I wouldn't be mad if they did. I wouldn't be mad if they don't. Either way it goes, the quarterback position is unsettled right now. You think the Colts are in that conversation? They oh, they absolutely are. They're probably going to use Carson to trade with uh, Houston also. So you know they're trying to get rid of him anyways, get rid of that salary. Anyways. You swap the money. Yep, swap the money. Because hey, by the way, just so you know, they got six more days until that thirty-eight million dollars kicks in. That's why Casario and why I'm bringing it up. On March 8th, Barrett, Houston Texans are on the hook for 38 million bucks. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, let's, uh, let's think about this. You know what I mean? Let's get somebody else to pay that 38 million and take and take that max contract that they have uh that they've given him. Because this year, they you know, they were doing the backstroke because all they owed him was like 10 million for this year. Right. That's why now, they sat him and didn't play him. Right. Now you got a different ball game with 38 million. Who do you think is under more pressure? The Texans to dump them in the right scenario that helps them or the teams that are looking for the quarterback. It seems to be a push to me because it if is. you need a quarterback, you're going to Hey, look, I can't let Washington get him. Yep. I can't let Wash. If you're Howie, aren't you looking at this? Man, Washington has made it very public they're going to get a quarterback. They don't they don't like Tyler Heineke. 
they're going to go and they're going to get somebody. God forbid they get Watson. They get Watson to loan the division for the next 10 years. Well, that's exactly how Ro- uh, that's why exactly what Roseman's Roseman's thinking this. I've got to get Watson because I don't have to worry about getting a quarterback for the next 10 years. You know, his way of thinking is, all right, I got to make these guys competitive now. I need a quarterback to hitch my wagon to. All these GMs that are successful have hitched themselves to, to quarterbacks that have led their teams. This is his ideal situation of hitching himself to one of the top five quarterbacks when he was playing in the league. He wants to do this, which which will probably solidify him for the longest time, especially with him in his lame duck contract right now. Would you give up? Would you give up Fletcher yes. Cox two ones for Deshaun? You pay sixty percent of this first year's contract, like you did with Carson Wentz, and you send Fletcher for Deshaun two yes. ones and Fletcher. Yes, because they're gonna. I think they're gonna want a player. They're gonna absolutely want a player. But I think I think to, they like this kid Mills. I think they're gonna go, they're gonna want something a little more than Fletcher, though. You know, Landon Dickerson. <laughs> you just want to fight, right? You oh, just want to pick a fight a with the street. Wait a minute. So wait you, a minute. You wouldn't trade two ones and Landon Dickerson for Deshaun Watson. I absolutely would. But this the stream is gonna be pissed off about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, of course, you know Xander right now is pissed off at you right now. Xander's pissed right now. He, he told you about this earlier. Leave my guy alone. Why are you? Pi- I'm not picking on anybody, man. I mean, dude. So, do you think they're they're in this thing here with Casario? And relax, Charles. It's all good. Leave Landon Dickerson alone. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, is there? But see, but hold on. It, 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 even to put it like that, is there anybody on this organization that's untouchable when it comes no. to, to, to Deshaun Watson? No. I, absolutely no. Absolutely. There is not one player that is not untouchable. How about Mulatto? He's even he's untouchable when it comes to I mean, he's he's touchable when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Because you have a great coach who gets guys playing going in the right direction. There's nobody on this roster. That is untouchable when it comes to getting your starting quarterback. Because, like we said before, there are two things you need in the NFL to win: a quarterback, and then a pass rusher to put pressure on the quarterback. Those are the two things that you absolutely need to win games in the NFL. So, at this point, there's nobody untouchable. Nobody on the squad is. I mean, at this point, I think the owner would trade Howie, Roseman, <laughs> and those three picks. For Deshaun Watson. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, I've done a little more homework. It's on salary cap. I want to hit Uh-oh. on it, and I want to show you how important this offseason is, Bear. I know you and I both agree, and Merrill Reese said it, I think, last week to me as well in the afternoon, that this might be the most important offseason in the history of the football team. So Absolutely. We'll hit on that. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio in for Harry Mace. Back in three, keep it on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Big Seals in for Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks here on the middle. I like Maniac, though. Silio, would you rather have Watson on the Eagles for 10 years or a free Italian sub meatball parm or sandwich <laughs> of your choice from a restaurant on your choice every day for two years? I'll get back to you on that. Like- <laughs> we- you you can't make a decision right now. You know I what I'm saying? If you drop five cannolis in there, man, maybe. Okay? <laughs> maybe five cannolis. I'm not sure, dude. All right. So, oh, look at look, look at Matt P, bro. I am trading Dickerson and his mom. <laughs> hey. I I, I, hey. Did, I asked Andy Johnson, I go, Coach, is three number ones, is that enough? If you had Deshaun Watson, is that enough for you? He goes, no. I'm not getting rid of that guy. Yeah. I'm not. You know, you know what? If you're the Houston Texans and you're an NFL team, I want to show you how – much dysfunction must be in that organization, Barrett. You know this. You do your whole life as an as a personnel department. You 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 evaluate your entire career to find that guy. Yep. You found him, and you can't keep him. I mean, look at how many times do you see quarterbacks that are twenty five years of age get dealt with that talent? I can't think of one. Can you? No, I can't. You you put up with the everything that's going on. You put up with the Rodgers BS and all yes. that, right? Right now, you know, he's he just talked himself into an extra ten million dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? Just by acting the way he's acting right. He didn't say anything 
that was out of order, but he kept the notion in 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 the in the in the Packers organization that he's ready to leave if if this you know fifty million is not given to him. He's ready, and he's under contract, right? He don't, they don't have to do anything. Oh, they got three years on him. Yes, he's under contract. We we're acting like. You know, he can just up and leave, pack his stuff up, pick his ball up, and go somewhere. No, he's under contract. They have his rights for the next three years. And because he's been a tool, they may just yep. go like this, right? Well, I'm going to send you to the Jags. I'm just I'm like the worst <laughs> team you can think of. Like, right? I know they got Trevor Lawrence. So I'm just saying, hey, we're going to send you to and the that's Jags. That's why they sent him, yeah. To the, no, send him to the Jags. Yeah, you know, or to Wilson. Just send him there just because, you know, just because, <laughs> or how about this? I'm going to send him to the Toronto Argonauts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? That the media goes, you know, Aaron's trying to push his way out. No, he ain't. He ain't they got all nothing. the cards yes. and they put on the table that they're going to give him a hundred million bucks over two years. He's 37, you know, right. he plus, you know what? I'd feel more comfortable giving Aaron Rodgers a five-year contract if he was willing to want to keep playing like Brady does, but he keeps like waffling him whether he wants to play, whether he doesn't want to play. It, you, you know what's really crazy? Remember Aaron Rodgers 10, 15 years ago when he got the job said that I'll never put the Packer organization and his fans through what Brett Favre did. Yep. This is the same shit that Favre did. <laughs> right. Am I playing? Am I not playing? Am I, they sent his ass to the Jets too. Right. They did, they did. <laughs> right. That he, they sent him to the Jets, and that's how he got to Minnesota. Right. Right. right? He didn't want to go to the Jets. Well, see, but there lies the problem, man. That you know, he's doing this. He's you know, he said exactly what he wasn't going to do. He's doing exactly what he said he wasn't going to do. And now we're going in a position where. He's strong arming them and trying to make them do something they really don't have to do. I mean, their their biggest priority right now is, is, is should be trying to sign their wide receiver. That should be their biggest priority. Because I really believe if they sign him to a long-term deal, um, you know, I don't see A-Rod going anywhere anyways. That's funny you should say that. That leads right into this, and I think they have a problem. Hey, Houston, we have a problem in Green Bay. I'm going to get to right. it now. Watch this. Here are the teams, Barrett, with the most room for salary cap to improve their football team this offseason. I went through top five. Dolphins at $61 million. Rookie quarterback deal. How about this? Chargers, $57 million. Another rookie quarterback deal. With a hell of a quarterback. Yes. The Jags. Doug Peterson, $56 million. Wow. You don't think Doug's going to be hot and heavy in free agency? <laughs> Absolutely. With $56 bucks? And I bet you, I promise you this. He's going to pick a lot of – he's going to try to pick a lot of those players from Philly. And <laughs> Dallas. <free> yep. <laughs> Guess who's four? Who's that? The Bengals. $42 million with Joe Burrow. And you just came off a Super Bowl. That's my pick, by the way, Barrett, to be Super Bowl champions this season because the quarterback, the talent, the money, the play, they now know what it takes, like you said yesterday, to play at that level. It's a I destination mean, spot now, man. You became they became an instant destination spot, and with that much money. 
they're going to be free agents trying to blow the doors open, trying to knock their way into that organization. They'll the question have to- will be, will Mike Brown do and spend? You know what I mean? Right, right. They've been frugal, right? I'm being kind. That means cheap. Right, very cheap. Right? But so they can we'll- be cheap because people are going to want to go there. Team Guys will take less to go to a team with the quarterback and potential to win a Super Bowl. Like they did in New England yep. all them years. But you can see Odell going somewhere like that. Oh, my God. Odell Beckham in Cincinnati? <laughs> How about right. Mike Williams? How about Devontae? Even better. And then you trade Higgins on the open market for his first-round draft choice. You could get that, too. Right. I mean, fifth is the Broncos at $40 million. They need a quarterback. They just don't have buddy. And any, that Drew Lock kid sucks. <laughs> okay, I mean they they really just don't have anybody. And this has been rumored the landing spot for either Russell Wilson or for Aaron Rodgers. Yep, yep. they got talent on that team. Okay, they got a defense. Well, they now have an offensive-minded coach. Well, yeah, an offensive-minded coach. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, but when you have a defense like that, even with you know. The fact that that offense couldn't keep up with them last year, they still were respectable, you know, as far as defensive stats and defensive prowess. Here's the bad. That was the good. Here's the bad. And if you want, throw the ugly into it. One of my favorite Eastwood movies. <laughs> Number one. And, and, and by the way, this is also going to show you how the league is going to look different because, as you said yesterday, Barrett, Rosters are going to be different because there's certain teams that are in salary cap hell right now. Yep. And their number one objective is to figure out how to sign their stars, keep the most of their players. But yet at the end, they know they're going to lose people. They're losing people. Here's the number one team has the biggest salary cap hole. Saints, 42 million bucks over the salary cap. Right now. Right now. Hmm. 42 million. You're in purgatory. Yep. <laughs> All those dead contracts. That's why they did the redid the Michael Thomas deal. They're, 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 you can't get a quarterback like this. No. 42 million. You've got to eat that Tyson Hill stupid contract that Sean Payton, you know, Sean Payton, you know, everyone's like, oh, he's a genius. I'm like, well, doesn't he have the same amount of Super Bowls as Mike McCarthy? Right. I mean, his postseason record is nine and eight. Um, okay. Mike McCarthy's got a better one. He had Drew Brees for 16 years. Did he over or underachieve in New Orleans? And I look at it and I'm like, you you'll have to help me out on this. But what makes Sean Payton such a media darling where they think he's a better coach than and I don't think shit of Mike McCarthy? Right. Okay. I, 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 I'm looking at John Payton <laughs> going, he's nine and eight in the postseason. He had Drew Brees. Did he over or underachieve when he was in New Orleans? They completely underachieved. Yeah, they had they had they had teams that were 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 gifted, man. That they were stacked for a long time and it did nothing with it. Nothing so why it. why do we look at Sean Payton like he's some sort of like guru guy? When at the end of the day, Breeze, when he got hurt in that Kansas City game at the end of the year, and they they had no choice but to cut him, it wasn't like 
Because if you remember right, that year, Dante Culpepper was the number one free agent, and he had a knee injury, but he made plays from the pocket. He wasn't really a running dude. Nope. But he had Chris Carter, and he had he had Randy Moss up there in Minnesota throwing the ball to, man. I mean, he had, he had kid, Smith running a rock. Tight end Reed. Robert Smith running a rock. Right. That was, I mean, they had everything, man. And and and, and Brees kind of fell into the Saints. Yep. Because, hey, can you imagine if Saban makes the right choice? And decides to take Breeze. Him and Belichick go back and forth. It's Breeze and Brady for 16 years in the NFC or the AFC East. I wonder how that whole dynamic would have played out. Because again, you know, Belichick and um and Nick Saban, they were two and two against one another when they played against right. each other. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't like Brady always had troubles with Saban and his defense when he went down. But okay, so 42 million. Here's the second team. At $28.5 million over the now, cap are the Packers. The Packers? That's okay. surprising. So wait a minute here. Get this. So you're going to sign Aaron Rodgers to a $50 million deal? You ain't keeping Devontae Adams then. No, you're not. Or you're going to have those two, and you're losing Jones in the backfield. You're going to lose some guys on defense. And you're going to probably – you could lose some dudes in the offensive line. It's a 208 salary cap, too, by the way, we're working with here. 28 million. Here's number three. We talked about this yesterday, Barrett. The Cowboys at 21 million over the cap. Who wow. goes? Mari, Zeke, Gregory. Who goes? Van Der Esch, Schultz. Uh, Neil, all starters. All their starters are going. <laughs> and you just paid a quarterback who just yep. had surgery yesterday, too. Okay? I mean, dude, the Cowboys are going to look completely different. You and know, here, right is, here is the champs at five. $20 million over the salary cap. The Los Angeles Rams. You ain't keeping Von Miller. You ain't keeping Odell Beckham. You're getting you're, you're, the offensive tackle, the 40-year-old offensive tackle. What is his name? Whitmore? Yep. They're praying he Whitworth. retires. Whitworth. And he's uh, he they, he's still on the contract for like two years, too. Oh, so it's going to be dead money. Yep. <laughs> you're right, right, right. It's Sony Michelle. He's a free agent. Um, uh, Joseph Day, Sebastian Joseph Day. Nose guard, he's he's free agent. Um, starting center, Brian Allen, and a starting right guard, Austin Colbert. That Both team is not going to repeat. No. Uh-uh. Okay. No. Is Cup up for a new contract too? Um. Yep. 2017. He got here in 2017. He's he's up. Uh, <laughs> they did. No, I think they just signed him two years ago. Okay. I thought he was up for a new – I mean, hey, uh, two years ago when he's getting 974 versus 1900, right. Rams got themselves a lucky deal there, okay? If that's the case, that they signed him a couple of years ago. Well, hey, I think Tyler I, Higby's up, though. <laughs> hey, man, that Rams team – here's the point about the Eagles, Barrett. The Eagles have the, the cap room. The draft commodity, 
to really make a damage, uh, really make some damage in the NFC here if they do this right. You know, yesterday I'm putting, I'm putting like deals together here between draft choices and some of these free agents. The Eagles can make themselves a true, you know this, there's a difference between being a contender and competing. The Eagles are competing right now. They're competing. They're not contending for anything. No, they're not. That team is not a contending Super Bowl team. However, because of the way the NFC is right now, three, four players, they get it right here, especially free agency with the pot of gold versus the lottery tickets. You get the quarterback in the room with Deshaun, man, you're in that NFC title game. In my opinion, you're in that NFC title game, depending on what happens to Green Bay. Depending on what happens at, uh, in Houston also. Because if Houston Houston gets to, goes to the Eagles, it's a done deal. They're at least they're at least second, third round of the playoffs type of championship game. And doing it every year. Yep, for the next couple of years. They have such you a trust, young base. Do you too. trust Howie? I mean, Howie says Howie they got to gamble. Do I trust Howie to get that deal done? Yeah, I, I do trust Howie to get that deal done. I do. You think the owner? You know, it's funny. I asked the question yesterday, and I didn't get a chance to ask you. I'll, I'll, I'll do it right now. And then we'll get more response and stuff on the other side of this here. But, you know, I asked the question first. Who do you think Howie Roseman wants to have as a starting quarterback in September? You think it wants Wilson, Hurts, or other? And I think I asked the wrong question. Who does the owner of the Eagles want in September? as the starting quarterback of this franchise, Hertz, Wilson, or other, and I'm assuming that means Watson or some other quarterback, maybe a draft pick. Maybe I know, hey, look, people keep throwing Matt Corral. I got it, easy money. I got it. You're the biggest promoter of Matt Corral I've ever seen, man. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. it. You may be right at the end. He may be a star. Nobody knows what these guys are going to do. But who do you think that owner wants? He wants, like I said, he's always wanted that 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 Brady esque type of quarterback, and the closest thing he'll get to that uh, is probably Wilson. Wilson, Wilson is 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 the poster child of being a you know a good guy, great in the organization. They would love to get Wilson. That's what the owner wants. I, I that's what I think the owner wants. And I would put this out there too, just as an observer, that Sierra's got to be one of the top three best looking women on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hey. mind going to camp now, right? <laughs> hey, no, hey, hey, I, 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 hey, John McMullen. Sorry, dude, you're out. Okay, I, I want that job, Xander. If you get Russell Wilson and Sierra's at camp, I want to go to the press conferences. I'm going to go to practice. Right, and man, dude. She's she's clearly. I mean, look. I know that Brady's got Giselle. That's all good. But someone asked me the other day. I'm like, man. I'll tell you what, man. Sierra's, man, she's one of the top three best-looking women I've ever seen. And she seems really cool. I think he'd be a perfect fit in Philadelphia, man. And to me, I think they – watch this. I think they would push all three in. He's he's 32-33. Does that bug you, Wilson? No, not at all. Not at all. The way quarterbacks play these, these days, he could play for ever. You know what I mean? They would they – would, they, that would be a great pick for them. Is it is it something that um 
that I see happening now, I, I don't see it happening now. I think Seattle is now understanding what's going on and, and everybody's paying attention to what they have going on, which is making them think, look, we got to do whatever it is to make this guy happy. You know, we don't want him doing and strong on us like these other quarterbacks are doing. We want him to stay here. So let's do everything possible to make sure he stays within our walls and uh, and, and, and and not go, you know, leave the building. He's got to stay here. Do you think, Barrett, that Russell Wilson's tenor and his ability to stay in Seattle all hinges on when Pete Carroll calls it a career? He's 70. You think if Carroll leaves, he leaves? No. Do you think they're tied at the hip together no. because, I mean, he took the gamble on him. Remember, they had that guy, Matt Flynn, or whoever it was. They gave him 17 million bucks. And remember the owner and everybody was like, they got that backup quarterback because he had one big game in Green Bay. They bring that guy in. They draft Wilson in the third round. Pete Carroll goes like this. I know we gave that guy $17 million on a sign-up bonus, but this guy right here, he, he he's the guy, man. He He's the best thing we have in the building. And remember Tavares Jackson? That guy made more money than Russell Wilson his first two years in, as a starter with the Seahawks. The backup quarterback made more money than him, but Carroll – really trusted in Russell Wilson. And I know that team was different. They had the Legion of Boom and they had a, it was different. He was on a rookie contract and all that. You don't think they're tied in together then? Nope. I think that um he lost a little trust in him when they were going about trying to build the team without giving him the autonomy to to to, to be in with those type of decisions. You know, I thought that um you know, the head coach wanted to make his them decisions and they were his alone. He didn't really want his his uh his input on it. Was kind of soured Russell Wilson on how he looked at the organization and looked at the quarterback. I mean, I looked at the um the head coach. You know, he feels though he's a starting quarterback. He's been there. He's had success. Why not give him some say so on you know the team that you're building? And because he didn't, I think that kind of you know pissed him off a little bit and soured that relationship. See, I think Wilson is a great talent, but I think Watson's more skilled talent. I think because he wins from the pocket. And and not that Russell doesn't, because if you look at the way he runs, it's not like that's like he's he's a progression reader too. I just think that they've always really hampered him up there in Seattle by not put look, DK Metcalf. I see people talking about DK. DK Metcalf cannot run a route. He's great in a straight line. <laughs> yes. He's a physical, imposing guy. But if you're looking at route running, I mean, if you think about the receivers that they've had in Seattle for him, can you name one superstar guy that they've – I mean, Percy Harvin and them type of dudes like that. I mean, have they really ever had a guy up there for him where they loaded him up with – I mean, he's gone backwards because of not having a guy like Marshawn Lynch and having that running game. Yep. Because play action has killed that. They Because had to pay him, they've taken some – um, assets out of the offensive line, which weakens it, which means he has to move around. You know that saying, well, let Russ cook. With who? I mean, there's not really a lot of dudes in the room that he's had there for 10 years. If I were him, I'd be looking around going like this. Hey, man. you know, Like you said, Cleveland. Dude, he's in Cleveland. They win the Super Bowl. There's enough talent there. You're exactly right. You put Russell Wilson in Cleveland. I'm not sure Sierra's going for that, but you put Russell Wilson <laughs> in Cleveland, 
they win the Super Bowl with that team. Tight end Hooper, the uh, was it Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Jarvis Landry. Um, Two backs that are thousand yard backs. A number three rated offensive line by Pro Football Focus. Defense, one of the top defenses. You got a you got a guy on the end in the perimeter that gets after quarterbacks. Unblockable. Right. I mean, you're under the cap. I mean, dude, you put him on that Cleveland team. You put him on that Cleveland team, they win the Super Bowl. Hell, I would even say this to you. You put him in New Orleans. You know why I'm not going to New Orleans? There's no Sean Payton there anymore. I'm not going there with Dennis Allen. I don't care what Dennis Allen's great defensive guy. <laughs> if I'm a quarterback, you think I want to go play for Dennis Allen? No, no. And a team that's $42 million under over the cap? Absolutely not. I'm not doing that, right? I mean, who do they get rid of on that team, man? Right. Alvin Kamara? Right. I mean, he just signed a deal. <laughs> um, they let, they're letting Armstead go. They're starting left tackle. Been there for years. Are they? Are, you think they're going to let uh, some of the guys on defense go? They signed those dudes to big money. That's a... That's a big money group, especially that front four. Right. So I, I, I they're gonna let uh Quan Alexander go. They're starting um linebacker. Um Marcus Williams, he's out of there, starting safety. Um they're gonna let the you know, Teron Armstead, he's out of there. That's a lot, man. No, no doubt New Orleans is not a destination. By the way. I kind of broached it a little bit. Chris Ballard, I want to get your thoughts on what's going on in Indianapolis with, with Carson Wentz. And the, the stuff that's going on with Kyler Murray, I wonder, you know, quarterbacks today are more vocal in wanting to make sure management is putting the proper assets around them. Is that getting over the line, especially what you're seeing with Kyler Murray? I want to do that. We'll talk more about the risk, what does that mean with Howie Roseman? Barrett Brooks, Cilio win for Harry Mays back in three. Keep it here on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for- Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the middle. Big Seals in for Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks. You know, I got asked a question the other day. Who was one of the best centers I ever played against? And I think you played with this guy. And he saw this on my my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. And actually, we were teammates my freshman year in college. See that guy, Kevin Glover? Did you play with him? I did it, but I know him very, very well. Very well. What do you make of his career? Um, Is it a Hall of Fame career? It's bo- Yeah, borderline. Yes, it's definitely borderline. Consider the fact of what they what what he did, who he was blocking for. Um, he was one of those guys that was an innovator as far as being able to get to the next level. You know, Kevin was good. I mean, really good, man. Great work ethic. No question. But because he was in that market, he didn't get a lot of the notoriety that uh most guys got. How much how, how much better is Kelsey than him? Different style. Huh? Different style. More t- was Kevin more of a technician? Technician and more physical. Okay. He was a physical player, man. What's Kelsey's at? What's Kelsey's biggest asset? His athleticism. He's so small, man. He um he's a smart player. He's small though. He um he puts himself in great positions because he'll call plays. And by the like, way, folks, six to him because it's Barrett six four two eighty. He's small to him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a little dude, man. He's a little dude. And, you know, like when you're blocking, and when I say he's a little dude, you got a picture of who he's playing. He's playing against guys six foot six, six foot five, 320 pounds. 
the laws of physics just aren't on his side. You know what I'm saying? He he's you know you're trying to block an immovable object, and he's little as little as he is. You know sometimes he gets cranked back a little bit because on pass rushing because if he goes one on one, he just doesn't have the size and girth to stop him. Does he get? So he, does he get? Does he struggle with uh, bull rushes? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and one on one run blocking. So to compensate for that, uh, the offensive line coach allows him to call the play maybe different than you would you wouldn't withdraw it up on the board. Like if, if if it was it was a play where it was a seven step drop and they might say Ray big on the right side Ray that means he has a double team with the right uh with the right guard and the back side they're one on one big meaning the big guys block the big guys so they'll block them. But sometimes they might run an under front where they'll have a three technique on that side, and it's supposed to still be Ray Big, but he'll he'll allow him to call it different. He'll call him, all right, he'll go Luke Big. And that's totally going against what um you know what what the blocking scheme is for the for the uh quarterback, but he'll call it Luke Big and make the guys on the right side block big guys because they have a three technique in the end, and he'll have a double team then on the um on the um they'll call a Liz call. Liz call, which would make them block them. That he would have a double team block with the left guard on this big guy instead of just blocking him by himself. So he'll he'll switch the call or give a different call just to have put himself in an advantage, so he don't fuck the play up. And I don't like oh, so that's what, he, he, what he does is he knows his deficiencies, mm-hmm. and yes, his ego's not going to get in the way of this. And when you got a guy that, like you said. I don't know, man. I'll just use Ted Washington because Ted was the biggest human being I've ever seen. Big Ted okay? was my dude. Dude, that guy, is, I mean, he's a sun blotter. That guy will just blot the sun out, man. He is a – Sam Adams, them dudes, man, are gargantuan Sarah human Gusa. beings. Well, I'll tell you a story Gusa. about Ted. I just, uh, when, when, you, uh, when you finish uh, – he, he go. So he puts himself in position to go like this. I got to – Okay, say it's a 34. He knows he needs help on third and long mm-hmm. because he's going to have the guy sit in. Someone there, he's going to make a call where he's going to get help on a double team. He's just going to make sure he's not going to give up his outside arm and he's going to get help on his inside here because, as you know, the quickest place and quickest way to a quarterback is a straight line. Exactly. He just doesn't want to get beat on the inside here, so he's going to get help. And he knows that, though, right? He And he'll that's, call a play. He'll call it so the protection – will help him out knowing that that's the fastest way to the quarterback or like if it's a run play and he's playing against playing against one of those guys that um that grab and hold so he has to get to that Mike linebacker so to prevent him from getting held he'll call like a down block he'll say all right um uh, uh cat this cat this that means center the center comes down the tackle comes down and the and the, and the um and the, the uh, center will move around roll around so that guard will block down, the tackle will block down. He'll pull around knowing that this guard, if he tried to double team up to that backer, he'll get held. So he'll call it, he'll call that instead of getting held and get around and get the Mike linebacker. And it fits within the scheme framework of the, of the play because it gets him out on the island with the linebacker and actually opens up for the running back. So a lot of the times those blocking schemes that they use aren't conventional blocking plays for the play that they call, but he'll call it different because he understands what he needs to do, how this team needs to block it, and where the advantage is comes with the um, with the offense. 
So he 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 must have great hands then too. I mean, he just oh, must man. be a really great athlete because to me, the two things that a center needs. And, and would you agree, Barrett? You don't have to be six five at that position. That's no, probably the only position. In Stepnowski wasn't a big same dude guy. Too. Yep, same yeah, guy. Right. Mark was like six two. Like around 275, 280 in that room, right? I mean, yep. to me, those were the harder guys to play against, the shorter guys, the big guys, like the Mose Bars and those guys who were six six with those long arms. Man, you could pin their hand on that on that snap arm. Yep. You could pin that. <laughs> you pin that. That's what I used to try to do, especially on them tall dudes with those big where you have to get that reach up and you're snapping the ball. Now Mose Bar was spectacular with his hands and his feet too. He had great feet played for the Raiders back in the day. I'm sure you know the name, yep. Don Mosbar. Yep. But what I would try, I would pin that arm in there and you, you, and, and then you turn and you're, you're, you're getting his feet and you got to keep your feet moving. And that's the big thing. And you're trying, you got to think about a second move off that. But to me, I want to get that guy's shoulder turned and I want to get him going backwards. I get him like this. I'm winning this. Well, you know, it's, it's said all the time when you're a defensive lineman, if you're even, you're leaving. Yeah. We we can't let you get even with us. Once you get even, we can't block you. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. And, and like I said, Kelsey is great at doing those type of things. On pass plays, he'll call a play which he'll have a double team and make sure everybody else is solid. And he does, he's not going to call a play where, you know, it helps him. It's going to screw somebody else. He won't do that. He'll make sure everybody can block what they need to block within the framework of what the play is, 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 is called to do. But he makes sure also that he understands what he needs to do to take advantage of situational football on the field that most guys won't see. You know, and that's what makes him a great player. His 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 way of thinking on the field. His his um he understands angles better than any center I've ever seen, man. He loves to block on angles. He loves put people in a situation where they're blocking an angle and not necessarily head up. People don't realize the NFL and playing football is, and I tell my daughter this when you play a game like we play, it's a game of angles. The yep. whole thing is angles. Yep. You're doing anything. And just so people, when you're watching a game from now, and just see it's how Barrett and I watch a game, anytime you're head up on anything, you're beat. Yep. It's a game of angles, pursuit angles, um, lining up on a shade, making sure that when you're head up, like I said, you, know, you, you, you put yourself at such a disadvantage, especially as a defender on the other side of the ball. You got a goose story? Huh? Not goose, but um, uh, um, big Ted Williams. Ted was a big dude, man. So dude, we- big dude. <laughs> hey, Barrett's a big dude. Yeah, I'm, this I'm- dude, this dude is a really big dude too. He was he he's probably about six 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 about six 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 seven. Played nose guard at about three fifty three sixty, and uh, you That's know we a had a human. Yeah. We had inter we had inter scrimmage um uh we had an inter scrimmage with 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 um was it uh with Buffalo, so you know that's when they come in you know in the, in the preseason yeah, yeah and we scrimmaged them before we played them on that um on that Sunday so we scrimmaged them throughout the week so we had three days of full pad practices against them well what we thought it was full pad practices <laughs> see at that time Big Ted and um and and um and um Brown uh, Ruben Brown. Those are the, you know, those guys, would they get off the bus. And they look at us when they get off the bus. They're like, oh, 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 coach, 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 coach. They call a coach over. Hey, coach, them guys got too many pads on. 
I know we practicing, man, but they got lowers on and everything. <laughs> we had our full pads on because Ray told us we're going, you know, we're going all out. When they get off the bus, all they got is helmet and shoulder pads. Helmets and so, shells. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, it's, so he turns around, he tells the coach, hey, coach, <laughs> hey, you go tell Ray. He doesn't say, you go tell Ray Bob. He called him Ray. You go tell Ray Bob. Them guys got to take some of them pads off. We're going back on. He said, we're going back on this bus. And I'm going to go watch, uh, what's that show? Uh, 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 soap opera. Um, or I'm gonna Days go of Our Lives. Something like that. He said, or I'm going to go back to the to the, to the the hotel and watch Days of Our Lives, man. You better tell him, man. So Ray thought he was playing. Bruh, he called the whole team up, and they got back on the bus. <laughs> went back so we practiced that day without him the next day we didn't have all them pads on and they came on and we scrimmaged against him man <laughs> Dude, that's, he, he he was such a large dude man i saw hey Silio, i am like he goes there and i forget who introduced him to maybe it was ken hall who who introduced him to me he was his former center up in buffalo really good player by the way was a former philadelphia star too Okay. I played at the USFL. And Kent goes, hey, here's here's Ted. I'm like, what is that thing? I mean, this thing looked like a wildebeest running at me. And he comes, <laughs> I was, hey, hey, Barrett, I, I went like this. What is that thing? <laughs> Man, he was so freaking big. I'll tell you the biggest dude, though. Too, I played next to Too Tall. Oh and, yeah, yeah, dude. Hey, I'm six one and like seven eights, and this guy's six eight. And hey, man, this hey, this guy could have sat on my head. He was so big, but he wasn't. He was a great athlete too. I think Ed was the number one overall player taken back in the day with the Cowboys. And but the biggest dude I've ever seen in my life in the NFL was Bryant McKinney. Six eight and a half, three hundred seventy five pounds. Hey, mute button. He goes like this. Miami got one of your guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, dude. When he was, when I went down there and um, Arkeo, the offensive line coach, introduced me to him, I went like this. Holy cow, you could put a saddle on that guy's back. <laughs> this guy was a horse, man. I know, I know. He's from this area. He's from oh, is here. he? He's from Jersey, yeah. In fact, his um, his mom, uh, his mom, his good friend was my wife, you know. So, yeah, she knows him. Yeah, so uh, the McKinney's, yeah, yeah, they're from uh, from down here in South Philly. Hey, by the way, I just see something on the stream. I got a new project for you. You ready? Once you build a boat, bro, like I build Noah, a boat. like <laughs> Noah. <laughs> you see my captain there? The MSC. <laughs> hey, I'm going to the boat. Yeah, in fact, look, he got me tickets. I, Tony, I appreciate it, Cap. I, he hooked me up with tickets to the uh, to the boat. Oh, show, you're going man. to the boat show, Atlantic City, right after the show on Thursday. I'm out. I'm going to the boat show. Now you're not one of these guys that go to these these shows and man, you walk around, you go up and down the aisles. All of a sudden, you do this. Man, I, I gotta buy that reel, man. I mean, I, I'm, I gotta I'm exactly buy that guy. <laughs> Bro, you know okay. how I got? How many reels do you have in your in in your garage? Honest to goodness, I just bought four new reels and and rods, and um. You know, I can't wait to take him because, uh, you know, like I said, my captain right there, Tony, man, it's the exact same rod and reel that he has. But I bought one. It's a um, graphite shaft. It's it's medium heavy. It's medium heavy. The shaft medium heavy. And uh, I'm ready to rock with it, bro. I'm ready to rock with it. I'm jigging away. Hey, my grandpa used to have <laughs> the cane poles. The deep sea fishing poles are are like 
our fly fishing poles, they'd be all up. And he, he took the ceiling out of his, his, his um, work area. My grandfather had his tools everywhere. All I mean, they were, everything was down there. <laughs> Transmissions were down there. Carburetors were down there. Batteries. My grandfather would put a plain battery in the back of his car in case the car needed a jump or someone needed a jump. <laughs> right. This I got, I'll keep had, it too. Yep. This dude had, had, and you go downstairs, man, he's got lures and everything just up there, man. We had every, it must have had about 500 fishing poles. <laughs> okay, I mean, but then but my grandpa was like seventy. You know, he saved. He never. Are you? Are you one of them guys too? You save everything. Absolutely everything. I, that's why I, I'm embarrassed. So you're a pack rat. I've got so much junk in my in my um in my in my garage, man. Because I got I got a, a what if one your mom and your there. what if your mom and your wife came in there and started cleaning up and I'd be like, lost. I'd be mad. <laughs> I'd be cussing. I'd be cussing. Well, I wouldn't cuss because my mom would be there, but I'd be mad. I'd be so mad, man. So, so mad, man. Why don't you we throw this away, Barrett? Why? I mean, I need, there's times, bro, like even like when I was doing my bumpers, there was a time that I'd had a tool, and I know where I left the tool, and it was there since I left it there four or five years ago. And I went directly to it and ended up being the tool that I needed to take off this bolt. It was a super big bolt like this big. And I bought the tool just to take off a bolt that was this big, it was actually the tool that I put that bolt on when I was when I was putting my um my um my toe my toe rig in it. The same bolt, I mean, uh, same um, a wrench that I use. I left it there at one place because I just put it on. I got you know four years ago when I put it on, it was still sitting in the same place. I went back and got a boom and I was able to take it off <laughs> because I knew exactly where it was. Exactly where it was. Man, when my old lady cleans things up, man, I get so pissed off man <laughs> hey i just man things get what well, i had my bills here i had everything here that i'm doing i had my phone numbers here what the hell i just cleaned up the place a little bit the place is clean no it ain't <laughs> no 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 it ain't clean all right man i want to get over to this thing here with um let me ask you something about what's happened in the nfl especially with the starting quarterback you know do you believe that Tom Brady has changed the room because of what they saw in New England prior to Tom Brady? Quarterbacks weren't doing this, Barrett. Hey, I want you to get me this guy, this guy. I want to have a say in this. I want to do this. Hey, by the way, I want to be a little bit involved in the play calling. And by the way, in free agency, I don't want to make decisions because I don't want to sit down and watch film on free agents or the draft because that's too detailed. But what I would do is I would appreciate if you gave me my input, because I'll tell you what they did. Jason Light, when they drafted Kyle Trask out of Florida, mm -hmm. they went to Brady and told Brady, Tom, we're taking Kyle Trask in the second round. We just want you to know that we're taking him because we really think a lot of him. We like his journey. He was only recruited by one team, Florida. My point is, is that they they involved him uh -huh. in in the decision making. Now, what you're seeing is Aaron Rodgers is complaining about really wide receivers never being drafted there. Um, Russell Wilson complaining about the construction of that team. Now you've got Kyler Murray in his third year barking about a new deal. By the way, Lamar Jackson doesn't even have his deal done yet. Right, and, and here and. Here's Kyler Murray 
because of that style, I mean, you know, hey, I thought he played in that final, that preseason, or not preseason game, but in that postseason game. You know, you know what a business decision is, right? Oh, there's no question about that. Yep. I yep. thought he did business decision by not running. I thought there was some decision making and business decisions that were made in that playoff game. It was and that I thought it effort. was right. And I Barrett, I thought for the first time I saw a guy in a playoff game go like this. I'm not getting hit like this, man, because I'm just coming off an injury. I've been banged up. I got to look at preserving uh, preserving myself to try to get a brand new contract. I think that's why he's pushing the envelope with Steve Kime, the GM. Do you think these quarterbacks today should have some say? Jalen, how about this? Even Jalen, you think he should have some say in the direction of the team? If you're, if that's your guy, and you're building the team to fit his style, shouldn't a quarterback have a little bit of say in the room? You know, that's that's, that's tough to really say because it depends. Really depends on who the quarterback is. It should be um, player specific because. A guy like Russell, I can understand Russell being that guy and be like, look, I need this help. I need this help. Could you help me out and give me this? This is going to help us be successful. I can see Russell doing it, but I can't see Kyler doing it because he hasn't pitched a drop yet. He has done nothing um, substantial, you know. I mean, he's won games, but he has not. He's improved the franchise. To play devil's advocate, he's improved the franchise, and he's improved as but a not player. Not enough. Not enough. I don't think he has – this well, it's more so with me. More so is, is seniority. Um, See, to me, it's equity. Yeah. I mean, well, I, yeah, I don't there you think, go. That's even better. I, I don't think that he has the equity yet that say a Brady has, who's played twenty years. Yep. And he go like this. Look, hey, all my experience and all the things that I've seen, this is kind of where we need to go. But Thomas, he's opened that door, hasn't he? To yep. where quarterbacks now are getting ahead of it. I mean, like. I wonder if Joe Burrow's going to have a tad say now because has he built enough equity up in one year and a half where he's changed that franchise around a little bit? Would you, if you're Mike Brown, look at Joe Burrow and go like this? Because there's a comment today by Mike Brown that he says we have to do everything in our power to protect Joe Burrow. And that came out today, this morning. So yes. to me, that means that the Bengals are going to be players because they're fourth they're fourth. I'm looking at the number now. Yeah, they're fourth in free agency when it comes to salary cap and under being under the cap. So do you think a guy like that, though, deserves some say in the room? No, not right okay. now. He didn't have enough yet. He didn't have enough yet. A year and a half is not enough. No, no. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has enough yet. And he's had a lot of success. I don't think he has enough. Uh, don't Allen you think he's enough? in a different position, though, Barrett? Watch this. You sign a $500 million contract, and Lee Steinberg, his agent, gave Kansas City all of these off-ramps to renegotiate the contract if you need to restructure the deal. He's put it in his deal that it's a Kansas City Chief team-friendly contract so that Clark Hunt, the owner of the team, Andy Reid, or whomever, can go back to him and say, like they did a year ago for Orlando Brown this time, hey, we need you to restructure your contract because we want to get some guys uh, in the building here. And is it that say? That is some say. But do I think he has – has he done enough? I still – I mean, it's more than just what have you done. It's, it's more so being in the league and being a player and having 
that sweat equity of being a player like that. You know, that's a perfect description what you needed, equity. Um, I don't think he has enough yet. You know, he has the juice, but he doesn't have enough equity. He doesn't have time served. You know what I'm saying? You need time served to make those type of positions. Because like it or not, Brady, Brady didn't start doing that until like his fifth or sixth year. And then he started negotiating. He was going to get the high deal. He got the high deal, but then he turned right back around to keep that, that that you know, whole thing going in the right direction. Then he started saying, look, I'll, if you go get this, I'll renegotiate. I'll take less so we can have this, so we can continue this train and going in the right direction. You know, you have to get to that point. Russell's the same way. Russell's now at a point where he has that equity, he has time served that he can go back and say, yes, this is what I want, yada, 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 yada. See, um, and, and Barrett, I'm going to be more apt to do business with a guy like that, with Brady and people take care cuts. Because to me, I told you, I, I think that that was part of the secret sauce to New England was that yep. Brady took those haircuts. And I don't think, like if, remember, look at this, the Packers are, the Packers are, okay, when it comes to salary, they're second over the cap. Okay, so you're now going like this. We're going to give Aaron Rodgers $50 million for right. the next two years. I mean, here's, I don't think you can have the highest paid quarterback on your roster and win games because it creates too many holes in the rest of your team. Look, yep. look at that, for instance. I mean, $42 million, Jerry overpaid for Dak. It's a 208 cap. You got $150 million to fill 52 other guys? Bro, that, that's well, a how tough much point. Look at um, Zeke. Zeke's contract. Um, Amari's contract 20 and 20. <laughs> Come on, man. So that's 40. So you got one, was it 110? It's 102. You that's 102. You got 106 to complete the rest of your team, and you got all that money. You got 102, 102 million dollars tied up in three players. Wow, that's simply ridiculous. And the Cowboys are third over the cap. Okay. Uh, and you know that's gonna hurt, you know, because you have you have especially have older guys, you know, like 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 um Tyron Smith, who's getting paid for being a guy that's you know, he's been there for ages. So since he's been there for ages, he's gonna garner a contract that you know that he's gonna be overpaid for what he's giving right now. You know what I mean? That's that's just a part of what happens, you know, just out of respect, he's making a boatload of money. And and you know, saying has he Earned it, yes. Does he deserve it right now? Probably not. So now, you know, younger players like Dalton Schultz is going to have to leave. Uh, Michael Gallup is gone. Uh, Cedric Wilson will probably be gone. Um, Randy Gregory. Uh, Va Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, they're leading, they're leading um, tackler. Uh, J-Ron uh, Ron, Curse. He's, you know, he's going to be gone. You know, he's, he's a free agent. He's their leading tackler. He's a lot of what made that defense good. Those guys. See, and this is just to that. get to even. Yep, just to get to even. Exactly. <laughs> so there'll be a lot of casualties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a but 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 and again, maybe this is where the power of the quarterback has has accentuated. Because look, you signed me to a 42 million dollar deal, Barrett. I may not have some say. You may not want to hear what I have to say. But when you come to me and go, hey. 
I want you to uh, restructure your contract for me. We'll give you more on a sign-up bonus. I'd be like this. Okay, can I get it? Can I get an understanding why? <laughs> right. Or I mean, because if you're Jerry and you're Steven, does Dak deserve the why? I well, guess that, that's where I'm like, going. Exactly. Exactly. What? What? You know? Will Will they be accepting of of you know that question? See, I would turn around though if I was management and go like this. Hey, man, we're going to give you eighteen million dollars of guaranteed money on this. Right. So you need to know why. <laughs> right. I mean. Can't they fire back and go, what do you mean, why? Well, remember uh, back in the day, I mean, quarterback like, you know, five, Donovan McNabb. He had the worst receivers in the league Freddie for Mitchell. the majority of his career. <laughs> Imagine if he had great um, receivers. Imagine if with. he had T.O. his whole career and T.O. wasn't a tool. You give him one, you give him one receiver, and what happens? They go to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, they just didn't give him the autonomy to go out there and make those type of decisions. They made them for him. So, I mean, it, that's a double-edged sword and something that, you know, a lot of these organizations don't want to get involved in. But when you have a, you know, a class act like Brady, you know, you have to. You know, a guy like Wilson, you have to give him that. You know what I'm saying? Even a guy like Carr, you got to give Carr some of that say-so on, you know, the guys he's going to bring in. He's earned. Let's see what he dealt with last year, right. with all that chaos. Yeah, exactly. It still got him in the postseason. Exactly. You know, he he took that team up on his shoulders and, and basically willed them into the playoff. I love him, man. I think he is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL with all the chaos that's gone on um, with that team. What do you think Jalen's position is with the organization right now? You think he's just another dude? to them on that roster right now? Or do you think that they look at him after his season? And I, I think it's a great, maybe we'll do, Hey, let's do this on the other side of right. how the organization looks at him. Cause I got, I'm going to say something interesting. You, you may, you, you may Fantastic. not. Fantastic. Okay. We'll be back in three. Barrett Brooks, silly. I went for Harry Mace. Keep it right here on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. do that man i love harry mace he's one of the guys in the philly market i call him kevin bacon you know what that means <laughs> what he, is he, that? Could, he could play any position lead role right. secondary role <laughs> he can do interviews he's good at gathering intel and i got that from tony bruno bruno said hey, it's guys like kevin bacon man he could play <laughs> He, he can play any position. It's completely outrageous. <laughs> I, hey, Bruno's like my favorite guy of all time. I I worked with Tony. We started. He and I actually started Fox Sports Radio. We him and I. I was the very first hire. Oh, get out history. of here! Yeah, I was the very first hire in the history of that network. And Bruno's contract took a little longer because it was for more money. Mine was a pretty substantial number, but. His was almost up near that seven-figure number. And so he was going to do mornings. And Andrew Siciliano, who was on the NFL Network, was his update guy. And he came a little bit later. I think he came from uh, Chicago. And, yeah, we he, we went out to dinner. They flew us out there, Tony and I. And I got a chance to meet Tony and know Tony. And we've been friends, I think, since 97. He's going his way down to Florida now, man. I know, man. I Tony's love a great dude, man. Great, great dude. dude, great dude, and you know, I mean, stone cold lead pipe lock. He and Howard Eskin go back and forth on who the creator of that thing is. Yep. <laughs> hey, bud, those two dudes, man, I love those guys. Hey, did you ever go to a wing bowl in Philly? Yes, I did. I've been to a couple of them, dude. Let them. me just say this: that that is those were. I think they used to be at the Spectrum. Yep. Yep. Get this, dude. That thing was one of the first original, like, greatest radio bits in history. Man, that, they used to get, like, 25,000 people. Easy. Into the building. And they, I mean, there'd be, like, 25,000, 30,000 people. It was a massive event that WP, uh, WIP put on. And that thing rocked. And I, They I, just I stopped they, it, like, maybe three years ago, four years ago. That's a sin. Man, I was there. I know transferred to Wells Fargo, and I was in there. Man, the carnage that I saw—it was crazy, man. It, it, I mean, people walking around. There was women walking around, no shirts on, no bras on. It was, you know, straight turmoil and chaos and madness going on out there. You name it, it was going on, man. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm like, what is what is this? I thought we were talking about a wing bowl. I think they're eating wings. It was much more than eating wings. People like hammered, man. I, yeah, I, I went oh, through those things too, man. Those the, the fan, oh, it just man. was absolutely one of the great, great, great radio events of all time. WIP <laughs> used to put on Bruno and Harry and um and Howard and all them dudes, man. Back in the day, used to be this program director, Tom Bigby, back in the day, who ran WIP. He he used to like put everything together for it, man. It was really a great radio bit. All right, going into the break, we teased J Jalen's Jalen's position right now with the team. Let's let, let let's look at his equity. 
Pro Bowl alternate, got him to the postseason, nine and eight, had a pretty damn good productive season. I mean, however you want to put the numbers together, was very productive in his first year starting. Other deficiencies, obviously, we talk about him all the time. He's been he's been a good soldier, and how he handled himself with the Carson Wentz story. Um, you tell me what you think his position is inside the organization with the Eagles as they debate if he's the guy. We debate outside of that locker room um, if he's the guy or not. But he goes about his business that he is the guy. And I'm going to tell you this. He keeps in constant communication with the coaching staff, and they listen, and they hear what he's saying. You know, there's a decision to be made. You know, he's probably somebody they talk to about it. Now, whether he has a say-so in it or not, but they do inform him you know, that, you know, what's going on. He's not in the dark about these things. He's not in the dark about a situation at quarterback. They they have made him aware of all this is going on. And 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 that's because So you think of, Howie's had conversations with him going like this? There's no question about this. No question. Because he has put himself in a position where a lot of people in the organization respect him and respect what he says. He has that juice, that je ne sais quoi, that – they they really do believe in him as a leader on the team. He's put himself in that position. And that's saying a lot for a guy that's not even, you know, really penciled in to be a starter. But they respect him in that capacity so much that he does. He does have some juice in the organization. So he carries weight. Yes, he does carry weight. Like if it was bugging him, because I would say this to you, as open as they are about the conversation and as we are open about the conversation at the quarterback position, Tug of Viola has also had the same scenario down in Miami, and he's had to deal with that as well. And Tua was the fifth player taken. We're not talking about a second rounder here. We're talking about the fifth player taken, and he hears the Deshaun Watson. Again, look at the numbers here. The, the Dolphins are the number one team. With salary cap space, they're going to be in that conversation for Deshaun Watson. They got the money. They got the assets. I even think this, Barrett, Dolphins probably have more to give to get Watson than what the Eagles do because the amount of money and the draft picks that they got from San Francisco so San Francisco can get in that three-hole to get uh, Trey Lance. So, I mean, they've really, really been public. The owner came out last year, and I think Tua's handled it. Very well. Yep. I don't think Tua has any say in that organization. Because None whatsoever. I don't, I don't think the owner trusts anybody, and nor do I think the players trust. After firing Brian Flores the way they did, two years of getting better, and they fired that coach the way that they did, I don't think the players in that organization get any say. I think it's all front office uh, run and ownership run. And there's another place that where you get disconnect. But I think Tua's handled himself great. But you think because Howie and the owner like the kid, Jalen, what what kind of say does he have? Or is it just him getting the courtesy of being informed? Because that's it. What, that's it. Because you know why, Bear? You know this. Man, these organizations, they ain't gonna tell you shit. They don't care. And they'll lie to you. Yep. Yep. Okay. But if they give you the courtesy 
you should take that as something that, quite frankly, a lot of players in this league don't get. They don't that's get juice. the heads up. Right, that's, that's juice. juice. Yeah. That's the juice he gets because they're keeping him updated on what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely. They care about um, – they care about – the whole situation when it as it becomes him because he's done enough in the organization to garner that respect. He's he's done enough. Um, well, they feel as though he took a hold of a team and kind of stabilized the team that was in mass hysteria during that time where Carson Wentz is leaving, the head coach is leaving. They bring in a new head coach. He kind of calmed the whole situation down. He he, he you know he 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 kind of you know leveled things out and made the organization you know, get pointed in the right direction. So it was a lot. It was a lot. The way that organization was put on his back and he was able to carry it. You know what I'm saying? He was able to take it and, 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 you know, stay afloat. He was able to do that. You know, let me, let me, let me, one more question here with, I guess one more angle with Jalen here. You know, people are always telling me about five different coordinators in six years. Let me ask you something here. If we've seen the best of Jalen Hurts yet, so you were coached by Steve, Steve Sarkeesian, Nick Saban, then you go to Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, then you go to Doug Peterson, then you have Nick Sirianni. I'll tell you something, Barrett. We're not talking about shitty coaches here. Right. We're talking about coaches that have legacies and resumes that are some of the greatest in the history of college and pro football here. I mean, it's one thing to say, well, you know, he's had all these coordinators and all these different systems. And again, that is an issue. I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. And you and I know that it's like learning Portuguese and Chinese when you go to some places. I mean, some of these playbooks and Barrett's playbook is like this. Mine is probably like this. Those offensive playbooks, they look like Tokyo phone books. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're like this, and you're like, holy cow, man. I mean, six plays can have 18 different variations of play calls exactly. off those things. I mean, yep. it's a nightmare to have to go through. So I get that. But, dude, he's been coached by pretty good people. And he's gotten Is this better. The best? With each, he, no, it's not the best. He's gotten better with each step and each coaching staff that he's okay. been through. And you know, I mean, his unceremoniously leaving of, of 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 you know, and got benched to you know for Tua in that college system. That's because he he wasn't ready. We're talking about a young young guy, a young guy, and the maturity level that he showed, even in that whole situation, showed he was beyond his times as far as a, a player being in the league. But the one thing that came out of that though, Barrett, was his progression readings. All those Absolutely. coaches, all those coaches, knew when they benched him or were looking well, at. He some got of the, benched once. He got benched once. He got benched once. And by the way, he got benched for the fifth player taken in the draft. But when I look at Tua, I think Jalen's better than Tua. Yep. Because he's getting Jalen is getting better still, even still. Tua's going to get better. Tua's all winning. These coaches. Yeah, all these, all these, all these QBs. Oh, get better because now they're getting the coaching that they need. You know, Tua's got as many wins as Justin Herbert. Oh, it does. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I mean, you know, when the kid gets in the game, he wins ball games. 
Given the opportunity. Given the opportunity, put in the – again, there's that famous put in the right situation again. Okay. Well, that's, 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 and that means a lot. Situational football it, it, it cannot does. be downplayed, man. You're Situational right. Football. Look You're what, right. Look, not, not last year, but the year before last, Jalen Hurst's first year. Look at what he went through there. I mean, it was just it was a train wreck here in Philadelphia. Carson had everybody derailed. The coaching staff had everybody going in the wrong direction. Um, there was nothing to 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 you know look at good in that whole situation besides Jalen and that year they went four, they won four and a half games. That was the only bright spot was Jalen during that time period. Carson was so bad, man. You you can't imagine how bad he was. I mean, there were times, man, that he had plenty of time to throw the ball, but just didn't throw it. Watch this, Barrett. This I, I and I told I told Philly fans this is what I saw from thirty thousand feet. Kick the ball off to the Eagles. They get the ball on the twenty. Okay, incomplete pass. Um, a run, two yards. You're now third and eight. He drops back. He's holding the ball. Sack. You're now on the 10. You punt it away. Team gets the ball on the 50. You're down three. Or you're down seven. Right. <laughs> that was Eagle football to me and how yes, I saw it. it. I mean, that and, and and you saw that every week played out like that. Hold the ball, hold the ball. Now, maybe it was because the receivers at the end, I mean, the receivers were I, I couldn't name a guy at the end when who right, was throwing right, the ball right. to. Yep. But he would hold the ball, man, instead of just throwing it away. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do a check down pass to save his life. Because I don't think he has the touch. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, he trying to. We we have times where you know Sanders would you know leak out, and all he has to do is just throw a simple check down play. He'd either overthrow it or throw it at his knees. I'm like, come on. I mean, it was just. I mean, I, perfect example is a Dallas game. Um, they bring in solid protection because they think they're going to blitz. They bring in solid protection, which is they. It, it, People don't understand that when you run play action, a lot of times it's not the run fake, but it's the protection that they use in the run fake that they use as solid protection, meaning they keep an extra tight end, two tight ends in, and a running back in, and it's only a two-receiver route. Well, they run solid protection thinking Dallas is going to blitz them. Dallas doesn't blitz. They only rush four. They drop everybody back. So they got two guys running routes. Right. So they got two guys running routes. And everybody in their mom is back there covering those two guys. One guy was double team, one guy was triple team. Carson goes out of the pocket, he runs out of the pocket, and instead of throwing the ball away, one of the tight ends that stayed in had broke loose. And he was gonna try to throw to that tight end with the guy in his face, sack, fumble, they get the ball going for a touchdown. That was like, come on, man. You got solid protection. Nobody's open. You got a guy double team and triple team. Little father another day. Throw the ball out of bounds. But instead, he tries to throw it, make the heroic play, ends up being a sack, fumble, and they get it and run it in for a touchdown. That was like what our season was two years ago with, with Carson Wentz. So I was done, man, after that. I was done. Speaking of done. See the comments Frank Reich made? No, I don't. What do you say this time? <laughs> how about this? I, I, Barrett, I would like to have this said about you publicly. Watch this. I stuck my neck out for Barrett Brooks. Hey, man. 
Hi, I, Chris Ballard saying we don't know what we're going to do. And now you got Frank Wright, guy who petitioned for you, the guy who went over the line for you, the guy who believes in you. He's now saying, I've stuck my neck out for Carson Wentz. Oh, well, I mean, that that's the whole situation with Carson. That's the problem right there, because it was a lot of people that stuck their neck out for Carson. But, yeah, he just didn't. He just didn't. Back here. There you go. You back now. There's just no way, guys. I don't understand it, man. Like Carson Wentz, to me, has all the intangibles in the world, but it's never his fault. And that's the problem. I think once he becomes more aggressive and understanding that he has to take the responsibility of those bad plays, he'll stop giving those bad plays. Those bad plays were horrible. You know what I mean? For them to even go out and, um, and you know, at the end of games and lose like that, it's crazy, man. So at this point, I do think they're going to try to trade him, but who's going to want him? You know, it, it seemed like Frank Wright was the only guy that could really keep him in the mix as far as – uh you know, bringing out the best of Carson Wentz, and he couldn't even do it last year. So, I mean, wh- what quarterback what, what quarterback room would they want him to be in for him to be successful? I can't see him being anywhere besides with, you know, Frank Wright. So, I, Dan, I was just telling him, man, I, who would want Carson if Frank Wright couldn't get him going in the right direction? He There's was supposed no- to be the quarterback whisperer. He just didn't do it. Dude, when when, when- – you know, I, I make the statement for Carson at 3,600 yards, 27 touchdowns. This is what you were saying to me the other day about stats. When you look at that on paper, you're like this. I'm signing that. Okay? Then when you look at the eight minutes against the Titans and you look at what happened versus the Jaguars at the end of the season, even that Raider game, the last two games of the year, they had the Raiders and they had the Jags. And you're doing this. And, and, and you're just flopping all over yourself. And then your coach comes out in the offseason here. Barrett, I don't know, man. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't think he's the quarterback in September, do you? No, I don't. I don't think he's the quarterback. And if they're – what are they going to do? I mean, are they going to go out and, and join the sweepstakes of trying to get uh, – uh, uh, Garoppolo. You know, well – that See, be... I don't think they have to swing big because of that back they have. Right, right. And the offensive See, line Jonathan that they have. Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Barrett, makes it so a guy who's 36 and six. Hey, watch. If you get Garoppolo on that Colts team, the Colts will look like the 49ers. And if you're good with getting to a conference championship game and taking your swings at 60 minutes of football to get you to a Super Bowl, this guy's been to – he, he's been to two of the last three um, NFC championship games. Yep. If I didn't have Jonathan Taylor, I'd make a bigger swing at the Houston guy. Okay? Because well, I have Jonathan bad, Taylor. Though. Garoppolo's not bad, man. I mean, we, 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 a lot of people look at Garoppolo and they try to judge him off that Super Bowl game and the mere fact that Shanahan didn't want to put the ball in his hands to win the game. That was just a bad football game, period, when it came to the offensive side of the ball. Nothing worked for him. It didn't matter whose hand the ball was in. Uh, both play, both teams played 
okay, but it wasn't as though, you know, he played them out of the game. They didn't See, I think the pressure of Von Miller and Aaron Rodgers or uh, uh, Aaron Donald, I think that that game against the Niners in the NFC title game right. and in the Super Bowl, See, I think those two guys, I think they changed the uniform of how the Rams look yep. and how they got after people because, like I said, in the Super Bowl, I thought Donald was the MVP. I didn't really think Cooper Cup was. I know he made um, important catches that were important, but Donald was the guy to change. They were down 18 points, man. Donald was the, Donald was the best player in the playoffs, period, in the fourth quarter. He changed how – he changed the course of – all three games in the fourth quarter, including the Super Bowl, in the fourth quarter. He took his game from here to here in the fourth quarter, which allowed them to win those games. You know, so you're right, man. You mean he was unblockable. He was unstoppable. He willed that team to win in the fourth quarter, man. Now, he may have, you know, he was playing great, you know, throughout the, you know, the other three quarters. But the fourth quarter, he said, look, I got to be the difference maker. I got to be the guy that changed the table and get us a ring. And that's exactly what he did. How about if you went this route, if you're Houston and you're Chris Ballard, the G, or um, the Colts and you're Chris Ballard and you're Jim Mersey, you get Garoppolo and you bring down Devontae Adams. Because outside of Michael Pittman, who do the Colts have to throw? I mean, T.Y. Hilton is going to retire. He's bang, He was banged up all last year. All season. All season. They really don't have. And to Carson's side of the conversation, I mean, outside of Michael Pittman, I can't name you a dude on that team that yep. he was throwing the ball to. And I, I would even make it that, I mean, both Jalen and him, they kind of had B receiving cores, maybe C-plus receiving cores this right, year because right. – they need a they they need a wideout in Indianapolis. If you're going to bring a front line guy into that place, you need to have a little bit more skill set, guys. Now they're looking look great old line, very effective defense. Jonathan Taylor, eighteen hundred yards rushing, fantastic. Should have been in the conversation. Was in the conversation actually for most valuable player. But you put Garoppolo on that team, you're in the boy man. Well, you that know, Colts team. Then that's somebody effective at quarterback. They don't have that. So looking at um, looking at the receivers that like Zach Pascal, uh, underwhelming, but he's he's a free agent this year. Ty Hilton's a free agent this year. All they have is Michael Pittman. Even at the tight end position, you know they had uh, Jack Doyle, really good tight end. They need another one to complement him, you know. So if they get the weapons that you know and Garoppolo. You're right, man. That'll be a front runner, man. Marlon Mack, he's a free agent this year, but he was a good running back. Naeem Hines is a good running back, more of a, a three down, um, third down threat. Jonathan Taylor, man, changed how that whole offense ran. And and that's, you know, that's what's great about Frank Wright. He'll take and design an offense to customize around their players, which made them a great, great team, man. You know, his he was able to do that for him. He customized his offenses. The one thing, though, with, with Matt. Is is it he just doesn't have the peripheral vision and that he sees things through binoculars instead of seeing the field? Because yes. It just it just seems to me like in that Titans game, that's the worst eight minutes of football I've ever seen. Three pegs, a pick six, he's thrown underarm. 
I mean, just really shitty football, man. Bad really decision. Football. He's he's a bad decision maker, man. You know that that people love that you know those those quarterbacks that are um that are you know what they call gunslingers. Well, he's 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 he tries to be a gunslinger, but he's really not, man. He you know stay within the framework of what you do best, and he can't read defenses either. You know, he just doesn't do it. He doesn't get pre-snap reads. You know, he's the poster child of a guy not understanding. You have to cut the field in half for him and have him give those two reads, and that's it. Cut the field in half. He's not going from progression to progression to progression. He, after he goes off that one progression, he'll get halfway through the progression, and either he's going to run or it's going to be a sack. It's either one of the two. There's no gray area for Carson. Either he's really good or he's really bad. And, you know, that's been defining in his career. When he was good, he was great. When he was bad, oh, he was the worst. He was the worst. Absolutely, dude. Speaking of the worst, my internet, probably me here, my internet is the worst right now. So <laughs> we're going to wrap it up, though. Hey, dude, man, thank you again for having me, man. A lot of great conversation. It's going to be interesting, too, because the combine start tomorrow. Yes, sir. Offensive line up first. Offensive line, and I'll be watching that. Till tomorrow. Hey, by the way, if you missed any of it, please go over to Jacob Media, share, like, and we'll catch you tomorrow, man. Peace out. Catch you on the flip side. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him, go for her, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams.
deserve a Philadelphia bank. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.